received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, Welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts, to UFC 272 from Las Vegas, Nevada. The important thing for us to know is that they're using the larger cage. That cage, 20% wider is 44% larger than the Apex cage. Apex cage, 518 square foot against the 746 square feet of real estate that they're able to use when they fight at T-Mobile. That's important because it comes into some of the fights that we'll be using today. And we're gonna dive right in after we say thank you, of course, to our many passionate fight fans throughout the world. We really appreciate you displaying your passion for us. Hopefully you can hear our passion for you through these podcasts. Last week, uh, not a great week. We had to pay a light bill and some rent. We went two and five, blowed two units, and really it was one and a half units. And then I got greedy and released via Twitter a no-nonsense half a unit parlay at the end that both legs lost. Serves me right. That was a bad night. That was a bad decision by me. We all expect better and we're gonna get better. And with that in mind, let's understand year to date, the Bout Business Podcast 18 and 18, we're showing a 3.13 unit profit. That's a 9% ROI. We can do a lot worse, but yet our goal with this card is to do much better. And so with that in mind, let's go straight into round one. Round one, we start early in the card, lightweight fight, Devonta Smith against Klein. Klein's first name, Rudovit. I hope you don't mind if I do not pronounce his first name. Smith against Klein looks to be a great stylistic fight, mainly because This is going to be one of the few times you're going to see me jump on a favorite. I think Smith, with his size, two inches taller, four-inch reach advantage, is in a really good position to take a guy in Klein who lost his last two, oh, by the way, at 145. Now he jumps up to 155 to take on a kid in Smith whose last fight he went out there against another fighter on the card here today, Jamie Malarkey. And for the first round, he was painting Malarkey's fence. The problem is the young man Smith didn't pace himself. He let himself all out after one and got taken out. I believe he bounces big time. Devonta Smith wins by stoppage when he wins. And that last Malarkey gas out 
is really what's driving me here against a guy in Klein that is red flagging me by changing divisions after two losses. Devonta Smith opened 200. He's now minus 155. I love the way that line has moved into our favor. We're going to play one unit of investment on Devonta Smith minus 155. The, the take back will be 0.65 of a unit should it win. Now let's move in to round two. In round two, we have one of the famous Nurmagomedov clansmen fighting against Brian Kelleher. Umar Nurmagomedov, Brian Kelleher. The key here is this is a 145-pound fight. Nurmagomedov is huge for the weight class. He's 25 years old. He's going to be nine and a half, ten years younger than Kelleher here. He's got a two-inch reach advantage, three-inch uh, three reach advantage, two-inch height advantage. And again, the key thing here, he comes from the Khabib camp of lock wrenches, vice grips, and sambo specialists. While Kelleher is tough and durable, He's also a professional fighter. He takes a lot of fights. He takes them between 135 and 145. His last fight was at 145, but for two or three prior, they were 135-pound fights. I believe Kelleher's going to be a little undersized. He's a little aged for Nurmagomedov, and I believe Nurmagomedov, currently priced at minus 750 or minus 800, is appropriately priced. The way we're going to go in round two is Umar Nurmagomedov inside the distance. That's a plus 140 opportunity. We're going to play a unit on it. One unit Nurmagomedov inside the distance plus 140. Now let's move right into round three. Round three features an amazing grudge match. Two young ladies getting it on at flyweight, 125 pounds. We have the favorite, Maria Agapova, a Russian fighter, and she's going against Marina Moroz, who happens to be a Ukrainian fighter. So not only is there the tension of the countries that lies beyond this fight, but there's also the fact that these two ladies trained together for some time, and there was as much confrontation and vitriol in their relationship easily as there is in Masvidal and Covington, which we will get to later. But these women hate each other. Agapova is well younger, 24 years old, two inches the taller fighter. She's a lefty. She's got a two-inch leg and arm and reach advantage. She's aggressive. She's mean, and by all means, she needs to keep this fight standing. Moroz, on the other hand, is much more singularly dimensioned as a striker. However, she's been off since March of 2020, and she's in a training at AT&T. My research has told me that in a fight where these two ladies have been chirping at one another for some months now and have decided to settle it in the cage, that Moroz is intelligent enough to have understood what she needs to do in order to try and gain advantage, and that is to wrestle her opponent, Agapova. 
Moroz must be able to get this fight to the ground. And if she does, I think she stands a great chance. Our investment here is going to be in Moroz because I do believe she's been working her wrestling. We'll find out soon enough. Our round three release, Marina Moroz via decision. This is a half unit play plus 260, plus 280, depending where you're shopping. That's a juicy price for round three. And before we step into our next round, let's hear from our partners at Manscaped. This episode of the Bout Business MMA podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped's new ultra premium collection is an all-in-one skin and hair kit for the everyday man. We're talking premium deodorant, hydrating moisturizer, body wash, shampoo and conditioner, and even a free gift. The power of attraction is now in a bottle, thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LOO. Support the Bout Business MMA podcast and get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LOO. Now let's roll straight into another ladies' fight for round four. In round four, we're going to go to the ladies' strawweights. Marina Rodriguez, Brazilian fighter, taking on China's Yan Xiaonan. I'm going to call Miss Xiaonan Yan, if you don't mind. This is an easy fight for me. Marina Rodriguez just got off a tremendous beatdown of Mackenzie Dern. She was able to keep the fight standing. Dern was not able to display any kind of wrestling to take Rodriguez down, which is widely known to be her kryptonite. In this fight against Jan, Marina will be the taller woman. They're the same age, uh, but she'll have length and reach and legs and arms against the Chinese fighter. Rodriguez will own advantage as long as this fight stays on the feet. And as I handicap Jan, it's going to be mandatory for her to be able to take this fight to the floor. Now, she just is coming off a one-sided loss to Esparza, a wrestling-based fighter who was able to take her down. I believe Yan is going to try and stand with Marina Rodriguez here, and I think that's a recipe for disaster for her. I also don't believe she can develop the wrestling chops in short time to be able to attack Rodriguez and drag her to the floor. For that reason, we're going to take Marina Rodriguez via decision. That's a plus 105 to plus 110 proposition. Round four, Rodriguez via decision, plus 105, plus 110, and we'll take the closing line value when, it, when the fight drops. And that is round four. We're going to roll right in to round five. In round five... We are now at the feature bout of the prelims, Jalen Turner against Jamie Malarkey. Turner 11 and 5, Malarkey 14 and 4. This is a fight to me of pedigree and past experience against physical attributes. Turner has the physical attributes. In that, he's six foot three inches tall for a 155 pound fighter lightweight. He's huge. Both these men are huge for the division. 
but Turner at 6'3 stands three inches taller than Malarkey. He's a southpaw, and he's going to own a seven-inch reach advantage with his legs, two with his arms. His nickname, the tarantula, it should be Daddy Long Legs because he's very long, very lean, and he was also very late to the scale today. He teed off at 11.17, and when he stepped on the scale, he looked... I don't want to say overly drawn, but he looked like he was feeling some effects from his cut. Meanwhile, Malarkey waltzed onto the scale better than an hour and 15 minutes earlier at 10.03 and weighed right in, was able to go and start eating bananas and drinking orange juice. Malarkey surely doesn't have the physical characteristics, but he's been in with guys named Ziam who lost last week. He's beaten Smith. He's beaten Camera Worthy. He's been in there with Brad Rydell. The caliber of opponent the Malarkey has been in with and defeated is much greater than the last three opponents that Turner has faced, two of which are out of the UFC, and the other was in his debut fight. I think Jalen Turner might be a little bit of a thin favorite in this fight. Turner opens a minus 120 in this fight to Malarkey plus 105. That line and that money has moved into Turner's favor to the point where Turner now minus 150, Malarkey plus 130, 135. Round five release, full unit on Malarkey. And we're taking it based on his durability and we're taking it based on his body of work. He's gonna have to find a way to cut the cage, take Turner against the fence and get inside. But round five, a full unit investment on Jamie Malarkey. Now let's roll into round six. Round six, main slate, heavyweight fight, Hardy versus Spivak. Greg Hardy worked so hard to cut from 295 or 300 to 265. And today when he made weight, though it was late at 266, he breathed a huge sigh of relief. He'll step in the cage at 285 pounds either side of after he rehydrates. And he's a dangerous, explosive man facing a guy in Sergei Spivak who arguably has been in with as high or higher level of caliber than Greg Hardy, but he's undersized. He weighed 243 today, and he fights needing to be able to take an opponent to the mat. He's going to have to find a way to fight through the fire, get inside Greg Hardy, and get Hardy down to the mat in order to gain control. I think that's going to be hard for him. Hey, Walt Harris and Aspinall both knocked Spivak out. Spivak has a big, huge cranium, and he doesn't move it. It's right there in the center for other heavyweights to hit. As well, Hardy, in his last fight, a knockout loss to Tuivasa, he got knocked out after he wobbled Tuivasa, and he was going in too anxious to try and engage, and he walked into a Sunday punch. Also, against Tuivasa, Hardy opened plus 145, closed plus 105. Against Tybura, Hardy opened plus 115, closed minus 105. 
and Tibur and Tuivasa, I regard much higher than Spivak. How can Spivak be minus 200 against, against Greg Hardy based on his price against Tuivasa and Tibura? This one smells funny to me. And for that reason, we're not going to get cute. I think if Hardy wins, he knocks him out. But we're just going to take a half a unit investment in round six on Greg Hardy plus 175. Now we'll roll right into round seven. Round seven might be the best matchup of the whole evening. A featherweight fight between Edson Barboza and Thug Nasty, Bryce Mitchell. We can go on and on for minutes about this one, but suffice it to say that Thug Nasty, Bryce Mitchell is a kid from the outback of Arkansas. He owns a farm and he bales hay. He carries cows around on his shoulders and he digs up trees and, and picks up tractors. When I say that he's country strong, a kid from Nebraska, which is what I am, I bailed hay. And after about 27 minutes of that, I got the hell out of there because I wasn't man enough to do that. That's what this kid Bryce Mitchell does for breakfast. He's strong as he can be. And his fight game on the feet is still a little wild and unrefined. However, he doesn't want to stay on the feet very long. What he wants to do is force his way inside of you, grab hold of you, and take you to the mat. In fact, the young man averages 3.26 takedowns per 15 minutes. That's an incredibly high rate. On the other side of the cage, Edson Barboza, the underdog, has been in with the who's who of two divisions, lightweight, 155, and now featherweight, 45. He's used to competing with much larger men. He's seen this kind of fighter before. He sports 79% takedown defense as well. A guy in Barbosa who's really versed in striking and Muay Thai as well as BJJ, he can roll on the ground and compete with Mitchell enough on the ground to be able to get back to his feet. In fact, as these men match up on the ground, they are much closer talented. Yes, Mitchell will have advantage, but not dynamic advantage. However, when they're on the feet, it'll be Barbosa that does have a distinct advantage. So based on the fact that we're in a larger cage, Barbosa's level of experience, who he's been in there with, I'll overlook the fact he's nine years older in this fight, and I'm going to go with Barboza. Barboza opened plus 125 in this fight. Obviously, Mitchell, the favorite, 145. And Mitchell has seen some love. He's now minus 160 or 165. Barboza now a plus 140 or better underdog. I believe this fight is closer to pick em. And in a pick em fight, if you're going to give me an opportunity with experience, size of man, and Edson Barboza's fight game, I'm going to take the plus 140 for a unit. Round seven, Edson Barboza plus 140 for one unit. And now we'll roll into a prop for round eight. Round eight is easy. This is Holland against Howboy. Cowboy Oliveira and Kevin Holland. Holland is a minus 300 favorite. He should be. He's a younger, longer, taller version of Oliveira. 
However, we got to understand Oliveira at the end of his run, 34 years old, he is a desperate man. And I got to tell you, a desperate Cowboy Oliveira is a very, very dangerous man. And this is Holland's first fight at 170 after fighting at 185. Very, very interesting. But I do handicap Holland as the favorite. I understand he's been working dynamically on his wrestling. To stand there and fight Oliveira standing up is probably advantage Holland, but that's the only way Cowboy, or I should say Howboy, has a chance. I wouldn't be surprised to see Holland take him down. I wouldn't be surprised to see Holland use some wrestling against a guy that has no wrestling defense. And furthermore, we're going to throw an out and up. And what, by, what I mean by that is we're going to take in round eight, Kevin Holland via submission. That's a plus 600 to plus 800. We're going to take that for a quarter of a unit. We're going to record every expenditure, but if we hit this, we're going to record every bit of profit as well. Round eight, Kevin Holland via submission, quarter of a unit, plus 600 to plus 800, wherever you shop, I'll be taking the best price. And now let's move into round nine. Round nine, main event, Covington Masvidal. You know, what's been said has been said. Masvidal is totally irked in his inner being that the younger Covington isn't giving him respect. And you can see, especially in the stare downs and the weigh-ins, how bad Masvidal wants to try and Ben Askren, Colby Covington. And I say Ben Askren because the way for Masvidal to get this done as I handicap this fight is going to have to be a flash kick. He's going to have to jump from the chandelier and, and get him uh, get Covington while he's getting instructions in between rounds. He's going to have to use gimmickry or some form of trick in order to try and catch Covington. I think Covington, who is the younger man, the wrestling-based fighter, as abrasive as he is, as classless as his shtick is, it's a shtick. And the bottom line is this guy is the best welterweight fighter in the world after Kamaru Usman. Masvidal at 37, a blown up welterweight, and I should say a legitimate welterweight. He's knocked out welterweight guys, but he's undersized. He's 37, he takes private jets, wears Gucci robes, and today on the scale weighed in late and looked a little drawn himself. I think George is feeling the effects of being a really successful businessman. I respect him for being a total OG in the world of mixed martial arts. He has paved the way for others in so many ways, not only to make a success fighting, but now he has shown other fighters how to invest their fight winnings into legitimate business endeavors and make a success of oneself. George has to be respected in every way, shape, and form, but he is not able to compete with Covington at 170 for five rounds, in my opinion. And for that reason, we're going to take the safe route here. Fight does not go to decision plus 110. That allows me 25 full minutes 
for Colby to get his hand on George and eventually rub him out, maybe even submit him himself. Oh, by the way, that's plus 800. But I'm going to be conservative. The fight doesn't go to decision because that also allows for George to jump off the side of the cage and hit him with a shoulder or a knee or something crazy. We never know what's going to happen in these fights. Round nine, main event does not go to decision, plus 110. I want to thank everyone for listening. Sorry I was a little rushed, but we have nine full rounds and 7.25 units of investment. Tomorrow's a big day. We'll be looking for profitability and we'll be looking to make a positive report to all our, our investors next week for UFC Las Vegas when I am in Las Vegas reporting firsthand for those festivities. So look forward to that and thank you so much for listening. Locked into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finacaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind the scenes access to the world of MMA. All the superlatives. Oh, oh, is ridiculous. Oh my goodness. Bam! The legs go. I mean, that is clean. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network. This episode of the Bout Business MMA podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped's new ultra premium collection is an all-in-one skin and hair kit for the everyday man. We're talking premium deodorant, hydrating moisturizer, body wash, shampoo and conditioner, and even a free gift. The power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LU. Support the Bout Business MMA podcast and get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LU. 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 20LU.